Now we've been remade, going up. It will fly. Hey, come on. You know you can fly away, oh glory. <laughs> yeah, man. Up, up, and away. It's a brand new day. Two words bring change. Trust and obey. Shackles been broken off. Call me no chains. We 20,000 feet high in the sky like airplanes. Life try to beat you up. Situations hold you down. Thrown off every weight. We so above the clouds. Despite what I've been through. Keep the past in the rear view. Eyes open, clear sight. My hope is it. You and I know. Looking at the sky. Hey, hey. Come on. Yeah. Nothing will keep me down. My strength has been renewed. And we'll Hey. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, we broke from the chains. Now we've been remade. Going up. And we'll fly. Come on. Yeah, we broke from the chains. Now we've been remade, going up. Up, up, and away. We have lift off, sins off, new game. Tip off, warm it up. Crisscross, strings been renewed. I've been remade, new creation in Christ come alive, okay? Gave me hope when I was down, was all alone. You came around like Jericho, don't wall falling down. There's only one who wears the crown. Space bomb with no parachute. Skywalker, but not Luke. New rhymes outside of time. Crazy telling outside the lines because. Jesus, you have made. Yes, Lord. A new creation. And he's done that in each and every made one of y'all. <laughs> so guess what? I'll never walk away. I'll never be ashamed. Gave me wings to fly. I can touch the sky. So let above the Hey. Come on. Yeah, we broke from the change. Now we've been remade, going up. And we'll fly. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, we broke from the change. Now we've been remade, going up. And we'll fly. You know, y'all don't jump around as much as kids in youth group. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know. We're too sophisticated for that. I might sweat. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> nah, that's cool. Just want to say thank y'all um, for having me here tonight, Josiah. Thanks for showing some love. And the rest of the young adults, the Yah crew here up in the building. So, um, <laughs> Yah, Yah, no, no. I was going to go some crazy place, but it probably wouldn't have make no sense. I've been like an inside joke with myself. Nah. <laughs> but yeah, just want to share a quick story. So I'm, uh, I grew up 
uh, right north of New Orleans, down to Louisiana. Um, made my way to the frozen tundra, I guess, when I'm like getting old when I think about it. It's been 16 years now. Went to school at Trinity Bible College in North Dakota. You know, it's just a school of North Central. That's what most people know around here because we're in the city. Uh, like representing, huh? NCU. So, so yeah, I moved up here, I guess, just all that to get to. Right now, I live where we live. I got my wife and we got two kids. I got my son, Malachi, who's three and a half years old, and then my daughter, Mercy, who will be one tomorrow. So, it's real cool being a dad. But someone went to share. So, being with all that, right now, we live on the east side of St. Paul. And where we live at, it's not one of the best areas, if I can just say, you know, where a lot of stuff go down. And so something that well, we was dealing with, me and my family, we had this neighbor, right? And um, he would just always constantly give us trouble and give us a hard time and try to just rip us off with a lot of different things. And... Um, you know, sometimes it get frustrating. How many know even though we try to live safe, somebody can get us mad, I guess, for <laughs> a nice way of saying it. <laughs> you know, and like this guy would just go at it and go at it, and I would just get frustrated and real mad. And, and I could never really tell him how I really felt, you know, because, well, one, kind of, What's the nice Christian thing to do? No. But just being on the road, I travel a lot. I've been doing over 100 shows a year since 07. So I'm going a lot. And with my family just being at home, you don't know what crazy people are going to do when you're not around, you know? And so, but it just got to this one point where one day he was just texting me. I was actually driving on the way to do a ministry event. And, um, he was just texting me craziness, and then I got to this one point, you know, just being honest, where I wrote out this whole message in a text message to him and said, you're worthless, and I don't have to deal with you. And I wrote that whole thing out, and to be, I was 100% honest, that's just how I felt. And before I hit send, God spoke to me and said, that's not how I feel about it. And it was funny because right there in the car, right at somebody who I was angry with, just start to weep for him in the car. Because right then and there, the Lord reminded me of his grace that he showed me at the times when I was growing up, when I felt worthless or never was going to amount to nothing or was just going to end up in jail because of that's the path I was walking and even on somebody who you upset with, the feeling of feeling worthless or not feeling value is heavy, you know? And, and just in that time, you know, I, I just began to ball right in my car and just, you know, prayed for him. And, you know, the Lord just would handle it, you know? And that's how I just felt. He was just like, let me handle it. And um, I guess real quick about that story, it's crazy because just about three days later, he got kicked out of the, out of the place he was living and had to move, <laughs> you know. But, 
But at the same time, what I wanted to tell him, I mean, he didn't have to, you know. But I guess the moral of the story of what I want to share is that, you know, no matter what you've been told in life, that people told you who you are, who you're not, what you can and what you can't do, uh, what they told you about yourself, or how you even feel about your own self, know that the Lord sees you as his beloved child. in the beautiful love until now you have never known you are free you are free to take off these chains yeah it is for freedom he set us free you were meant to fly you were meant to see without vision our people perish. We spend our lives in the wilderness of a broken marriage. Tied the knot to our circumstance. Scrummaging for hope. If you could just get a glance of the other side, maybe you believe. Is it possible to see the unseen like with no air can I breathe? Beloved child's how he sees you And through the mistakes of the past He make all things new His promises we stand on New mercies at dawn Grace for the unknown Sins erased all gone To bring a happy end to this love story Why he came Even though our scars reveal pain No shame Fashion and form He mold hearts like clay Today is the day to surrender and say Yeah let it take hold of your life because you can rest in the beautiful love that you are free. So you can see beloved, beloved, beloved child. Beloved child's how he sees you. Yeah, they say don't judge a book by its cover, but we do it to ourselves. Ain't that something? So pages of our lives by others go unread. There's pain in those chapters, so we keep them hid. Flipping through these magazines with a need to be perfect with these genetics and this budget. Ha, it ain't working. Chains of insecurity begin to squeeze tighter. What is got you imagine a future that's brighter, that's lighter? All the lies we pay dues and didn't need subscriptions to know that they are issues. It's the miscues that keep us off track. Searching for that first love to love us back. Trying to find ourselves, we tend to go wild. But you a holy nation, royal priesthood. Beloved child, so you can smile, don't need to wait to have rest. We have value, we have peace, and we are blessed. And we say, let the scandalous grace take hold. The beautiful love, until now you have never known. To take off these chains and lay them at his feet. So you can see. Beloved, beloved, beloved child. Beloved child's how he sees you. Yes, Lord. The Heavenly Father, we come to you right now through the name of Jesus.
Lord, we praise you in this place. We surrender all that we have for you, to you. Lord, I pray for each young adult that's in the building that they would know your love, that they would know your peace, that they know that they are made whole through the death resurrection of Jesus Christ. Lord, we thank you for this place. We submit our lives to you. In Jesus' name, amen. give him a round of applause. Thank you for sharing your talent, your ability to further God's kingdom. And hey, I just want to welcome every single one of you. If you are churched, if you are unchurched, if you've never been through these doors, or if you grew, almost grew up in these doors, we just want to welcome you and say that you're an amazing place and God loves you. And I just feel like some of you need to know that no matter what you've done, no matter, no matter where you've been, no matter where you've come from, um, True said it in a perfect way. You guys can take a seat. But um, True said it in a great way of God loves every single one of us, and we need to show mercy because God has shown us mercy. So just a couple of announcements. First of all, my name is Micah, and I want to welcome you guys to Young Adults. Every single one of you um, is here for a reason, so hopefully God will speak to you in a specific way. And we have a great message coming up with Pastor Josiah, and we have some worship tonight. But underneath your little booties, you should have one of these cards. And just a couple of fun opportunities. So if you don't know anything about young adults here, we love to provide an opportunity for everybody to get plugged in, for everybody to be heard, have an opportunity to meet new friends, get connected. You do not have to be a member of the church. You can bring your church friends, your unchurched friends. And one of those things that we have coming up is on this card, and that is actually a skate night. And that is Friday, March 25th from 8.30 to 10 p.m. So... If you want to come, you, should, you can sure come. I'm trying to convince some people to dress up and have a 70s disco roller skating party. But you can dress up however you want. But um, if you could bring $8 at the door, this is a great opportunity just to have a fun night and just get connected with some other people. So if you have any questions or comments, concerns, at the end of the service, there's a table right out back. So we'll have um, some um, young adults out there, so if you have anything um, that you need answered that we have not yet said, please feel free to connect with us there. And on the back side of that, how schnazzy, is April 7th from 7 to 9. We are going to be meeting here for another young adult service. So if this is your first time, just so you know, we meet every first Thursday of the month. And the great thing is because we want to see you um, guys and gals get plugged in, we also have an opportunity for you to get plugged in at life groups throughout the week. So one thing that we love to do is doing life together. And we get to do that um, by meeting. Some groups meet once a week, um, some meet weekly, I should say, and then some meet um, every other week. So if you want to get connected and you have any questions about life groups, um, there's this sheet out on that back table as well. But there are some additions. But before I announce the four kind of changes, are there any life group leaders that would be willing to stand up and kind of wave your hand to identify? There's legacy right here. Lean in. Feel a salt and light. You need to connect with some of these people. Even if you don't want to be a part of the life group, they're wonderful individuals um, full of God's love and just want to be friends with you. So just a couple things. If you are married, if you are engaged, if you are dating, if you're planning on dating someday, there is a new, they're still laughing at me. There is a new life group. It's called Abide, and that is led by the Wurtzemas and the Haugens. So it's two married couples teaching the class, and it's just kind of just coming together and just sharing 
what dating looks like, the process, and one couple has been married for two or one year, and then the other for three, so almost one year with one couple. So they have a lot of insight and a lot of fun things, to even just in the dating process of getting prepared. And they meet on Sunday nights, every other Sunday. And then also, if you are a guy or gal, I think, right? Badminton can be guy or gal. They meet Friday nights here in the gymnasium. So if you guys know who Tree is, he is a wonderful man of God, and he is just doing something new here. So if you are more sports-oriented, um, that is definitely an opportunity, as well as um, another more activity is breakdancing. So Thursday nights, the breakdancers, they have performed here before, and they are right next door. So the student center, that's where they meet on Sundays. And I was told that even if you just want to come in two-step, they'll take you in their class. So if you just know how to two-step or if you want to march in place, you're more than welcome to join them. And also lean in. That is what I'm a part of. They, we've switched from Tuesday nights to Thursday nights. And we focus on being spiritually, emotionally fit to fight for God's kingdom. And sorry, fellows, that's ladies only. So just so you know. And then Salt and Light, which is led by Phil in the back. He stood up. They are now meeting on Mondays. So if you have any questions about any of those, there's also a whole other list of things going on. Um, but I just want to get you guys, see you guys plugged in and see, you know, what God's going to do in your life and what he can do in your life. So, yeah, hope you have a great night. And I'm going to ask Josiah to come up. He's got a trick up his sleeve, I think. Oh, yeah. We're going to do something that we have never done before in the history of Cedar Valley Young Adults, ever. We've never done this, actually, in our lives or in your lives, in any of us. Um, but here's, this is one of my good friends. His name is Simon. And Simon Troutman, he um, is a lawyer full-time. Like, that's his job. That's what he does as a vocation in life. Uh, and then here's the other thing. Is he actually a fun fact about Simon? He's the North Central University Alumni Association president. So if you're a Ram, Ram pride for life. But here's the thing is one of the things that Simon came to me about a month ago, and he said, Josiah, I really want to get involved. I really want to serve. And it's like, I'm all about that. That's, that's cool. We want to. Uh, part of my role is to equip the saints to do the work of the ministry. And so Simon's like, listen, there's something I'm passionate about, and it's called discipleship. And it's called um, discipleship. And he even has started a website, and he started it for our church, is to help us measure discipleship through a survey. So if you have a smartphone, go ahead and pull it out. We're going to do something, an activity together. And if you don't have a smartphone, Sean Duchek will walk around, and he will actually have paper. This is am amazing, but he will have paper copies that are <laughs> he has free iphone sixes for everybody good call but no right on the back table there next to true there's um hard copy but we're gonna put up a, a link but first i want to introduce simon and just tell us a little bit about what you're doing and give us some instruction sure hey thank you so much josiah and uh and just thanks for inviting me here and so um so what we're doing me with uh i don't know if any of you guys know patrick ball he's another member of our our church here just have a passion, not just for discipleship, but just really, you know, how many, let's just give Josiah a hand. Can we just give him a, a, a hand here? Just, your, thank you. Yeah. You know, his heart is just to see people grow closer to the Lord. And as, as he sits every week, every day, and just says, well, how, how do we do that? There are two pieces of information that he knows every, every week. He knows how many people showed up, and you can count how many people showed up. And he knows how you know, if you take an offering, how much money came in the offering. What we want to do is we just want to equip the body to find out what we're, where we're healthy and where we can grow. And so we just have a few quick questions there 
that are just going to measure just a little, a little piece of data, a little piece of information, you know, where, where you feel like you're strong spiritually, where you feel like you're growing spiritually. And this is totally anonymous. I just want to make that really clear. This is not, oh, we're going to, you know, now, now Pastor Josiah is going to know everything, all your business. That's, that's totally up to you. But what we can know is, how many of you guys know when you struggle, you don't need to struggle alone? This is an opportunity where we can see as a body, we're not struggling alone and where we're strong. We know we're really strong and this, these are places we can build on. So Josiah, thanks for, for inviting me and it's a, it's a pleasure a pleasure to share with you. Yeah. So cool. So can we give it up for Simon and for Patrick who couldn't be here, but here's the thing. But, uh, you can actually take a seat, but there are 14 questions just at faithalytics.com slash YA or Sean has a paper copy, but oh, that's awesome. Oh, it's the internet. So just turn your Wi-Fi off, and then that way it'll work. And hey, here's what we're going to do. We're going to pull, here's what's called in leadership an audible. We're going to pull an audible. We're going to post it on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. And um, if you can take it in the next 24 hours, that would, that would be really cool. How's that? We'll post it. You can take it later when the website's back up. How's that? Awesome. And so we're going to move into a time of worship. So if you want to stand, I'll pray for us, and we're going to move into a time of worship. So dear Heavenly Father, God, we just commit this time to you, and we can stand, we can sit, we can spread out, God, we can worship you. And God, we just thank you that you want to meet with us. And God, we ask that you would touch every young adult's heart tonight in Jesus' name. How you guys doing? Everybody feeling good? All right. Well, hey, the thing about worship is it's 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 interactive, and there's kind of this overflow. It's 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 all the stuff that's inside of you that that wells up, and that's where the Bible tells us to sing a new song, and it, that's where it's coming from. It's all that joy, all that excitement, all that stuff that you're just like I can't contain it anymore. And so I just I encourage all of you to access that tonight. And we're gonna learn a new song. I'm gonna teach you the chorus. It's super simple. As soon as I set the key in my head, sorry. Your love is greater. Your love is stronger. Your love awakens, awakens, awakens me. It's that easy. And so let's just declare that tonight. Here we go. You came and broke them down. You broke them down. And there were chains around us. By your grace, we are no longer bound. No longer bound. You brought me out from the grave. You called me into the light. You called my name, and then my heart came alive. You love is great.
the king of mine be the wind inside my sail the anchor in the wave oh he is my song let the king of mine be the fire inside my veins the echo of my days oh he is my song
somebody next to you, wherever you're at, that God is good. Can you say that? Turn to your person on your right, on your left, behind you, in front of, in front of you, and say, you're good, God. Just kidding. Say, God is good. You can say that to God if you go upwards. Hey, you're good, God. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, you guys, pretty powerful, huh? God's presence is powerful. My prayer for tonight has been that whatever we came in with, that we'd leave differently. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that, but God wants to touch you tonight. God wants to really show up in your life. And 
at young adults, at YAH, we call it YAH, everybody say YAH, at YAH, the Minnesota young adult group, uh, very Minnesotan, but at YAH, we're a family, right, we're a community, I love those two words, it's, it's biblical, it's a community, a family of young adults who love Jesus, we seek Jesus, and we share Jesus, come on somebody, does that fire you up, that fires me up, and here's the other thing, is that, um, Man, we came here to seek God, to love God, and to, to share Jesus. And so I want to start out uh, tonight with a message called God's Name and God's Renown. Okay, we'll explain that. We'll unpack that. But first, I always like to start with a funnier story. And so I have two, so you're in luck. But, uh, but the first funny story is I was actually preaching at a, a school, Christian school in Farmington for their chapel service. Service a lot like this one. And after the message, I... I just said that I would stick around to pray with anybody who wanted prayer. So up comes one of the teachers, and she said something so meaningful. She was touched by the message and just shared that. I was like, hey, thanks for sharing that. That's really encouraging. That's really cool. And then there was a girl who was on the worship team, and she said, hey, thanks for driving all the way to Farmington. It's actually not that far, but I was like, hey, no problem. <laughs> thanks for leading us in worship. And then there's a guy now who's waited in line, like two people to talk to me, and he's like, Josiah. He's like, I got to ask you something, man. And I'm ready for a deep spiritual conversation. I'm like, bro, you can ask me anything. Open book. All questions are on the table. And he's like, Josiah, I got I to gotta ask you something. Where? And I'm thinking, where in the Bible is this found or that found? And he's like, I'm thinking, you know, where, where should I pray? Where should I meet with God? What, what should I do in this area? He's like, where did you get your shoes? <laughs> and I was like, well, you know, they're my preaching shoes. So, so there you are. Isaiah talks about. Um, how beautiful are the feet of the, the one who brings. And all I am is a messenger, so that's it. But, uh, but the other thing is, um, speaking of, uh, can you imagine if I was a lot younger? I'll just give you a snapshot of what I was like as a child. Um, my mom comes to this church. My dad comes to this church. So you'll see them here from time to time. They're awesome. And you can verify the validity of this story, but I tell it from my perspective. And uh, I listened to my mom on the phone way back when, um, home phones actually like they were on a wall and they had like cord that you could go all the way into like the other room you know what I'm talking about like a corded phone not a cell phone couldn't fit in your pocket very well the cord would like hang out just like a tail but uh, what happened is she's on the phone and she's like she was talking with somebody on the phone company and she said something to the effect of man we rarely make long distance phone calls back when a long distance phone call was a thing and I had no idea I was like four years old and, um, or actually I might have been a little bit older because I was playing baseball. And anyway, uh, how, how the story goes is, is she like was adamant about trying to sell my mom a long distance phone call package. And my mom's like, no, we, our family is from around here. We, we don't really make long distance phone calls. And she starts emphasizing different words. You know how you can emphasize the same word and it means something different. She's starting to do that. And so uh, the next time the phone rang at my house, I don't know about you, but we were always instructed my last name's Keneally, so we were like, hello, this is the Keneally house, this is Josiah speaking, and then you'd answer the phone that way. I don't know about your house, but that was me, that was us, we were taught, and, and so I answered the phone, didn't say hello, I had a new line that I had been trained on, and I didn't know if it was a ma'am or a sir, but I, I knew that the line goes like this, ma'am, we rarely, ma'am, we rarely make long distance phone calls, <laughs> and she's like, Oh, that's nice. Is, it, is your mom there? I'm like, 
you're not getting it. Ma'am. And so I start emphasizing different words. <clears throat> Ma'am, we rarely. And then I'm like, ma'am, we rarely make any long-distance phone calls. And she says, Josiah, this is Kathy Rude. And I knew who Justin Rude was, so this had to be his mom. I was like, oh, hi. She's like, can you put your mom on the phone, please? And it was just like I had no concept of how, what a long-distance phone call was, but that's, that's kind of funny. Now, now, man, you don't even need a long-distance phone call. You can call any number, even in China, from somebody's iPhone. Try, your, try it on your neighbor's iPhone later on. But, um, you know, the thing about the story is that wasn't very authentic of me. You know, sometimes, like, we're like a parrot where we'll repeat whatever a parrot says. Like, it wasn't authentic. It's just like I heard somebody else say it. So I'm sure I was like that, too, and brought home new phrases and new language and all kinds of new things that I learned on the school bus or at school. But it wasn't always authentic. It didn't come from my heart. And I think that something that's interesting is um, it was authentic on my mom's conversation. But for me, it's like this lady didn't want to know about our phone call record history. She's like, you know, I want to talk to your mom. And so... I think sometimes we can have a faith that's authentic. Sometimes we can have a faith that we just prayed a certain way because we heard somebody else pray a certain way. And there's nothing inherently wrong with that. But I think God, just on a side note of prayer, I think God likes it when we're most authentic with our prayer, with our lives, that whoever we are, we just share that with God. We don't need to make it sound good. And, and when my faith became really authentic for me, it became my own. Um, we had services like this, except it was for a youth group. It was called Paradigm. And we would actually meet in Egan at uh, a different campus of this church at one time. And we, Steph, you probably remember that, but we had at the end of our services every week, you could count on it, that it was going to be like 15, 20, 30, maybe an hour of extra worship at the end. And it was just powerful for me and I feel like that's where I really met with God and I really sought after God. And I'll never forget my youth pastor got up one, one day and the message was on, God has a plan for your life and it comes from Jeremiah. And he said that you'll seek after me and you'll find my plan for your life when you seek after me with all your heart. And I think that it's kind of this thing about reckless abandonment and, and a desperation and, and going after God all out and authentically. And for me, that's when my faith really, probably about 16, 17, 18 years old, is when I really started like, this is my faith, I'm serious about it. And there's a, a passage that I want you, to, if you have a Bible, to turn to. If not, I like to refer to the big Bible that we put on the screens. And um, Jeremiah, or I'm sorry, Isaiah was a prophet. And in, in the book of Isaiah, chapter 26, I'm going to read a few verses. We'll stop on verse 8 and verse 9. And so... First, before it gets there, it talks about open the gates that the righteous nation may enter, the nation that keeps faith. You will keep in perfect peace him whose mind is steadfast because he trusts in you. That's Isaiah 26, 3. You will keep in perfect peace him whose mind is steadfast because he trusts in you. And I'll pause there for a second because some of you, don't, want to, don't know what it's like to experience peace. And tonight, I pray and I hope that you can come to the altar and worship and worship from right where you're at and pray and seek God. And maybe your first step is to trust in the Lord. Verse 4, forever. For the Lord, the Lord is the rock eternal. He humbles those who dwell on high. He lays the lofty city low. 
and he levels it to the ground and casts it to the dust. Deep trample it down, the feet of the oppressed, the footsteps of the poor. The path of the righteous is level. O upright one, you make the way of the righteous smooth. It's awesome. Smooth, extra smooth. And then here's a verse I really want to zero in on. It says, yes, Lord, walking in your way of your law, we wait for you. Your name and renown are the desire of our hearts. And that's a verse that just caught me. When I was reading this passage a couple weeks ago, it just hit me like a ton of bricks on, on me. It was like, man, it, somebody like just hit me. And it says that my soul yearns for you in the night. And in the morning, my spirit longs for you because your name and your renown, speaking of God, are the desire of our heart. And Isaiah, the cool, fun fact about Isaiah is scholars actually call him the silver tongue prophet. What does that mean? It's like he was so poetic, kind of like Solomon, kind of like David. Isaiah had a way with words, like some people who blog or write music or are, are even good with speaking. Some people just have a way with words. Isaiah was one of those people, especially in literature. And um, Isaiah 26, 8 says, your name and your renown are the desire of our heart. And I think that's a prophetic, potentially it might be, I might be off on this, but I think that's a prophetic word for our young adult group. I think that, could you imagine if our community, if our family, if, if us, each of us, you and me, if we really got a hold of this one thing and God's name and God's renown is truly the desire of our heart. We'll talk about what that looks like, but I think that sometimes in this season, some people want their name and their renown, their famousness to be the desire of their heart. Some, some of us, that's, that's me at certain times. Sometimes we want a certain politician's name or renown. You see a lot of that on the news right now. You know, They're trying to make their name and their renown known, and that's the desire of their heart. And I, I happen to be wearing a jersey. I, it just was coincidence, but sometimes athletes, we want a certain team, their name or their renown. We want them to win a championship, but at the, at the end of the day, what's the desire of our heart? What's the condition of our heart? And what is your heart's desire? That's my question for you tonight. What's your heart's desire? And uh, I was inspired by a few messages of Louis Giglio. He's a pastor at Passion City Church in Atlanta. It's where our friend Matthias Kujek, if you know Matthias, that's when Matthias moved, goes to church there. He's plugged in. I see you, Randy. And uh, here's what Louis says. In the words of Louis, we want to be an iceberg in a pinata world. Because, see, an iceberg and a pinata, they both look big. They both look appealing. They both look really shiny from the outside. You hit a pinata, it's filled with hollowness, and it's filled with, like, sugary goodness. And if you want to sustain yourself, sugary goodness isn't actually good for you, uh, candy. But here's the thing. If you hit an iceberg, it's not going to move. It's like solid. It actually comes from a glacier. And we want to be a glacier in a gigabyte world. And you know that a glacier actually takes years to form? Gigabytes, how long does it take to fill up a gigabyte on an iPhone? Pretty quick, right? Not very long. You can fill it up with a couple selfies and maybe a lot more selfie videos. And I don't know about you, but this is one of the heart's desires of mine is I want to live an outstanding life in an ordinary world. And, and you know, that's just what I'm saying is I want to live an outstanding life in an ordinary world. And how do we do that? 
I think how we do it is saying, God, your name and your renown are the desire, the deepest desire of my heart. It's even the secret reach of my heart. God cares about what your desires are. That's amazing. And uh, I was in a coffee shop for a meeting this week, and I happened to meet at a Starbucks. It was, it was just where I met with one of my friends, and, and I walked out, and I didn't even have coffee. I had like a smoothie or like a fruit juice, and I walked out, and I was like, and it didn't smell like terrible body odor, like if I had just worked out at the gym, but it smelled like, I was like, I reek of coffee right now. I didn't even drink coffee, but because I was in proximity, because I was near and in a coffee shop where they grill all the deliciousness, goodness, the Costa Rican, the Colombian, all those fresh coffee beans. But here's the thing, I reeked of coffee. It was nasty. Like coffee usually smells good, but not when it's on me. And I, here's the thing is in the Bible, Moses went away from the presence of God and he actually, it was like he was burnt. His hair changed color, his, the, the, his face, changed color and it was like people could tell he had met with God and I pray that our weeks are different our month is different because of Thursday nights because we met with God you know what I'm saying and um and I think that more importantly than smelling like the coffee shop there could be a sweet aroma without even a smell like you know a, a fresh fragrance that's a good thing that's like sweet but how do you want your life to smell what, what do you want your life to smell like so to speak what do you want your life to maybe hopefully it's joy hopefully it's God's presence that it's evident that you've met with God and I think there's a story in the New Testament in Luke 8 that illustrates this really well because in Luke the Matthew Mark Luke in the New Testament Luke 8 there was once a woman and Jesus had just returned a crowd welcomed him and they were all expecting him but then a man named Jairus a ruler of the synagogue came and fell at Jesus' feet, pleading with him to come to his house because his daughter, a girl of about 12, was dying. So that's like over here, Jesus, right? People are pulling at him. This guy who's the leader of the synagogue, leader of the church, be like the pastor of a church, came and he's begging Jesus, come to my house, pray for my daughter. She's 12, she's about to die. And he says, as, as Jesus was on his way, crowds were crushing him. And a woman was there, this crowd, he's going to this house now, like he's going this way and the crowds are just crushing him. You ever been in a crowd like, there's just like, oh, get off me, get off me. And uh, if you're, is anybody here like a little bit um, oh, claustrophobic, like don't really like crowds? I like people, but I, I don't like people's sweat on top of me. <laughs> That's just me. I don't like their coffee beans to be up all, all in my business. and. A woman was there who had been subject to bleeding. She had a blood disease for 12 years, but no one could heal her. That's the main character here. That's the woman. We're taking a look at her life. We're taking a look at her journey. And her journey intersected Jesus when she came up behind him in the middle of a crowd and she touched him just at the edge of his cloak. So at the edge of his Kevin Garnett jersey, he... She, she came and touched him, you know, like I don't wear a cloak very often, but uh, Jesus did. That was common, trendy clothes. It was, gee, I think Jesus is a little bit of a hipster. You know, he probably had swag and sandals and cool cloaks, but um, she came up behind him, touched the edge of his cloak, and immediately 
this is a key word, immediately her bleeding stopped. Her world changed. You want to know what the desire of her heart was? I'll tell you. I think it's pretty evident that if, if, if I was in her shoes, you know what the desire of my heart would be? I want to be healed. I don't know about you. I dealt with headaches for like three years. Every day I would wake up and I had a headache. And one day I prayed and I happened to be at a chiropractor's office. And literally like right then and there, I got healed. And I've never had a headache since. Can't really explain it other than God immediately one day healed my headaches. And I haven't had a headache since. But, but maybe you've dealt with a pain. Maybe it's emotional pain. Maybe it's an anxiety pain. Maybe it's a fear type of pain. Or maybe it's physical pain that you've been dealing with. God is our healer. Check this out. Because he healed. Jesus healed this woman immediately. And then Jesus asked a key question. Jesus always asks a lot of questions. He's called a rabbi. Rabbis are teachers. Teachers ask good questions. Who touched me, Jesus said. And then they all denied it. He's like, Peter's like, hey, master, the people are all touching me, you know? Like, hey, they're all crowding and pressing against you. And Jesus is like, I know that, but somebody touched me. I know the power has gone out of me. And then the woman, seeing that she could not go unnoticed, came trembling at his feet in the presence of all the people. She told him why touched him and how she had been immediately healed. And then he basically tells her that your faith healed you. Your faith made you well. That's powerful. And I think that each of us tonight, you know what the truth is tonight? Is you can't go unnoticed. The truth tonight is you can't go unnoticed with God in the building, with God's presence. And this woman dealt with stuff for 12 years but was instantly healed. And here's the key thing about this woman is she sought after God with such a desperation, such a reckless abandonment that like, I'm going to come after and seek after you with all that it takes. I'm not going to hold anything back. I'm going to pull out all the stops. I don't care what other people think. I don't care what other people are looking at me. I don't care if I don't get healed. I'm going to pull out all the stops and I'm going to seek after God and I'm going to touch him. And I think if she were here tonight, I think I would submit to you that that woman would not leave tonight without being touched by Jesus. I really don't think that that woman would leave without being touched by Jesus. So when Pastor Neil Rich, our, our new lead pastor at Cedar Valley, whenever he preaches, he does two things. I'll just teach you a little bit about preaching for a second. The first thing, every time he preaches, he mentions four things. I'll test, I'll test your, uh, I'll test actually mine. But basically he says the word, of God will be our driving value. The word of God, the Bible, God's word will be our driving value. Then he says, we will leave room for the Holy Spirit to move. In the book of Acts, it talks about the Holy Spirit and um, we'll always leave room for the Holy Spirit. And then the other thing that Acts talks about is Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. In Acts 1, it says, you'll receive power when you receive my Holy Spirit and you can be witnesses in Jerusalem. This is our Jeru Jerusalem right here. And then the last thing Neil says is he, he's like, we will lean into the messy. And I won't ask for a show of hands, but I know many times, even current things in my life, there's things that are always just messy. You know, maybe even my room. But on a more serious note, there, there's parts of every one of our lives, if we're truly honest, there's parts of our lives that are messy. But one of the other things that Pastor Neil does is he always says there should be a big so what. Almost any time somebody preaches, you take it back to the word of God 
is like line up biblically. And the other thing you can do is you can say, so what? Like God spoke to us. What is God saying to you? And now how are you going to change? What's going to be different in your life? I think there are two big so what's, one's actually better. But uh, both big so what's. The first one is that God cares about your deepest desires of your heart. The Bible says that God knew you in the womb. Like, um, I have a friend who I'll leave nameless, and he and his wife are having a kid soon. And she's really small, so you can't even tell that she's pregnant. But, like, God even knows that there's a little fetus, a little baby, a little small baby. Like, when we're in the womb, God even knows that. He knit us. He knows the number of heads and the number of hairs on our head. (laughs) And the number of hairs on our head. And uh, the other thing that we can learn from this woman is not to leave without a touch from God. Why would we leave? That would be a tragedy if you came. Because where else are you going to go on a Thursday night where you're going to maybe leave changed? Is it a thirsty Thursday? Is it a bar? Is it some place? Is it a party? I don't think so. I think the only place that you might walk away different and changed, and not just at a young adult service, but is meeting with Jesus. It's meeting with Jesus and having the attitude, having the posture of this woman that no matter what my life is going through, no matter where I'm at in life, I'm going to seek after God with a desperation and a reckless abandonment. And I won't even live any longer without a touch from God. It stops here. Tonight's the night for each of you, for me, that we can meet with God. You can meet with God. And who is God? I think a key thing that we can uh, position ourselves in the midst of our greatest needs is the God of the universe, he even cares about you. That's wild. I had this experience in college where a a professor and a vice president that I really looked up to, I really admired him. And I thought about emailing him and just seeing if he would ever meet. And just, I I love to learn about leadership and I I would love to, and one day after class, he pulled me aside, Josiah, I wanna spend some time with you. And I was like, oh man, that's awesome. That just made my day. I was thinking about asking you funny you should ask but I think that that's how God is and here you are you're like hey I showed up at Yah God I want to spend time with you even more than that God wants to spend time with you that's wild I don't know about you but for me it's wild that the king above all kings the name above all names the ruler of all the universe he knows my name he's remotely even remotely more than interested in me he's probably the most interested person in me nobody wants me to succeed or you to succeed more than God. And for me, that's mind-blowing. That's wild. And here's a few of the names of God. Because you might be in a place of desperation, and your greatest need tonight can be met by the king of the universe. So don't leave tonight without a touch from God. Don't leave without your touch. This is where it begins, is with the deepest desire of our heart. And you may need a new revelation of God's glory. So God's the name above all names. Raise your hand if you have a name. Now raise your hand higher if God's name is higher than your name. Okay, that's good. That's all of us. Then the other thing, God's the king above all kings. I'm not a king. I was named after a king, but I'm not a king. And uh, God's even the king above all kings. He's the Lord above all lords. And then a few of his names are Jehovah, Rapha, and that means the one who heals you. That's wild. That's cool. Jehovah Jireh is the one who provides for you. Raise your hand if you've ever feel like God has provided for you. Totally. Raise your hand if you've ever been touched or healed by God. 
He's real. He can show up. Jehovah Shalom is the one who brings peace. Maybe tonight you're facing an inner battle, an anxiety, something deep that's got you. Maybe it's your first time. Maybe you've been around for a while, but God wants to meet with you. He can bring you peace. He's the God of peace. God's called the Alpha and the Omega. In the Greek alphabet, this is about as much of Greek I know. The first letter of the alphabet is Alpha. The last letter is Omega. There's like about 24 others or 25 others in between. So how'd I do, Greek student? Alpha, Omega. God is called the beginning and the end. He's the first, he's the last. He's called the author and the perfecter of our faith. He's called the creator, our master, our savior, our king, our friend. He's even called in the Psalms a father to the fatherless. God is a shelter for those who are broken. God is a, a refuge for those who need him. And so my challenge as the worship team comes, um, we're gonna go into a deeper time of worship for the next few minutes. But before we do that, I wanna give you an invitation and an opportunity to reach out and touch Jesus. So I think there's kind of three boats, three categories, three sections, if you will. One of the sections is maybe you are right with God. Maybe you're right where you belong tonight. I think that you need a fresh revelation of God's name and his renown. Because last week, I told you, this hit me like a tongue of bricks, a ton, a ton of bricks. Sometimes I get my merge wicks where it's all like, my words are just getting all mixed up. But here's the thing. This really has impacted me of God's name and his renown. And we, want to, we live to make God famous. At young adults, we're all about what? Loving Jesus. Who's Jesus? He's God. At young adults, we're all about seeking Jesus. So maybe you seek Jesus and seek God for a greater revelation of his name and his renown. Maybe God's asking you to share him and the love and the hope and the peace that he brings with others. Maybe that's a challenge for you tonight. And then there's a second camp where you're like, I need to be touched by Jesus. The way I walked in is not the way I wanna leave. And I'm just gonna tell you, these altars are gonna be open. There's gonna be a prayer team kind of off to this side and off to that side. They'll be worshiping, but they'll have one eye open at least, minimum one eye open, where they'll, they'll be willing to pray with you. There's people who will call down heaven and ask the God of the universe and they'll partner with you in prayer. And then there's a third camp, there's a third group and that's maybe you've never made the decision to ask Jesus to be your Lord and savior. Maybe you've never asked God to, to take over, to take the wheel. Maybe, maybe you're in a point where you're like, I don't even know who God is, what God is. Maybe it's your first time. And you know what? I think that God might be knocking on somebody's heart tonight. I have faith for that. I think that God is the God of the universe. And if you feel like he's trying to, to say something to you, if he's trying to break through and maybe there's a, a wall or a defense shield or a defense mechanism, I'm telling you, when you seek after God with all your heart, he will take care of the rest. He'll touch you right where you're at. The Bible says that he knows your greatest need. Sometimes I'm asked the question of what is love? says this, that there's no greater love. There's no greater love than the love of Jesus, the love of God, who would lay down his own life for the one of somebody he loved. Love inspires generosity. Love inspires giving. And if it's your first time where you're like, I want to respond to love, I want to respond to Jesus, I want to say, you know what? I want to be like that woman. I want to be healed emotionally. I want to be healed right where I'm at midst of my pain you know what there's hope for that his name's jesus and so i'm going to ask you to stand
tonight as we move into a time of worship. I'm just going to ask that you stand all across the room. And I'm just going to ask you the question, if, if you want to, if you feel like tonight's your night, if you're looking for hope, if you're looking for love, man, I think it's not an accident that you're here. If you're looking for a fresh beginning, 2 Corinthians 5.17 says that any person who accepts Christ, they're a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. You see, the past doesn't have to be your future. You can't change what's in your past, but God can totally change the direction that you're heading on, even for generations to come. And so, man, I'll just ask, as we close in prayer, we'll go into a time of worship. You can bow your heads, but tonight, uh, if, if you feel like you want to take a next step of faith, towards Jesus and accept him into your life as your king and your friend and your savior, I'm just going to ask that you look up at me right where you're at, that you just make eye contact with me long enough so that I can see you, so that I can pray with you. I see a couple people looking at me. Can you also raise your hand just so I can see? Praise God. Praise God. Can you raise your hand just so I can see? Awesome. Awesome. Praise God. That is awesome. You see, there's no greater love than the love of a God who would lay down his life for his son, his children. You're called, true service said it tonight, you're called what? A beloved child of God. Come on, somebody. And God has a fresh beginning. So dear Heavenly Father, God, we pray tonight and we thank you for salvation. God, we thank you that you loved us so much that you would even send your son to die on a cross. Let us never forget that. Let us always be reminded of the love of our Father, God. And we just commit this night to you, God. And as we're seeking after you, God, I pray that we would seek after you with a recklessness, a reckless abandonment of our past, that we'd seek after you with a desperation, that we'd seek after you with all of our heart. God, we know it's all about Jesus tonight. And so, God, we praise you for the work that you've started in people's hearts. I trust you, God, that you'll complete these works till the end, till they're finished. We thank you, God, for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So we're going to move into a time of worship, but can we give it up for God? Our God is our Savior. Our God is our King. Our God's our friend. Our God is love, and love saves. And... Uh, there's people tonight, we're going to give a second round of applause for people who gave their life to Christ for the first time tonight. Can we give it up? That's awesome. Praise God. Praise God. Man. Well, we're going to go into time of worship, but here's the instructions is meet with God. Don't leave tonight without a touch from God. If you need a touch from God, come on down and worship. Sit, stand, lay down. You can go off to the side. If you want to pray with somebody, there's a prayer team off to each side that True and I will be in the back. We'd love to pray with you. Praise God. So worship team, can you lead us into a time of worship? to uh, to kind of keep in step with what Josiah shared. Um, I was thinking a lot about worship and when we come to worship we, we're bringing a sort of an offering to God. It's our songs a lot of the time is what we do corporately. But offerings, they, they cost us something. 
and I'm in a season of life where there's, there's things that I'm hoping for and that I'm wanting, and I, and I started this year just going, okay, God, I'm going to give these things to you because they cost me something. They cost me all of my energy, all of my effort, all of every thought that I put toward it, every, every step I take to make it happen. It's like, okay, God, I'm going to give this to you. I'm going to set it off to the side. I'm going to trust you with it. And uh, I'm sure there's a lot of you, if not all of us, that, that have those things in your life right now. Those things where you're like, God, I, I need this. Maybe it's, maybe it's a decision. Maybe it's wisdom. It's discernment, whatever, you know, maybe it's finances. Maybe it's something with a relationship. I don't know what that is for you, but you know what that is. And so we're, we, we are going to sing here in a few minutes, but I, I just want to take a moment, and I want you to begin to think on those things, whatever that, if there is one thing in your life. And, uh, and we're just going to give that to God. We're just going to take the couple, next couple of minutes, and we're just going to give it to God. Say, God, here's my offering. Here's this thing, this desire that's inside of my heart. This thing that drives my every thought, my every day, my every moment. God, this thing that I'm hoping, God, will be settled. This thing that will be fulfilled. This thing that will be healed. This thing that will be taken care of. And so, God, here are the things, God, that we trust you with. That we lay down before your throne, Lord, we say they are yours. Lord, I pray over every person in this room, if they're hesitant to let go, God, if it's hard for them to lose control of these things, God, I pray that you would remind them that you are are worthy of their trust, of their hope, God, that, that you are greater than these things, that your love is greater, that it will sustain them, God, until the moment that you are ready to fulfill this thing in their life, whatever it may be. And so these, God, these are all offerings to you. have them all. We lay them before you.
on the name of Jesus I will call for I know my God is in control and his purpose is unshakable doesn't matter what I feel Oh, 